Welcome back, Maximum Sports. This is your host, Max Patillo. Thank you for tuning in again, and um, got a great show for you today. Uh, getting into the off season, looking forward to it. Trying to put together this puzzle that is these NFL rosters, and this is the time to do it. So. That's what that's what it really comes down to. This is all just a big puzzle. I'm trying to fit these pieces in and trying to make the best roster you can with the space you have, which is the salary cap. And you're going to try to find these different pieces of the puzzle. Some pieces are bigger than others. You have to fit them all in. I mean, there's all different ways you can do it, you know, that we've seen. And... The quarterback could be your biggest piece, but it doesn't have to be. I mean, your offensive line could be your biggest pieces. Uh, and some teams, their running back is their biggest pieces. Uh, some teams value their wide receivers. So defense, you know, all these different pieces. And there, there are several ways that you can accomplish a winning team. But you've got to formulate which pieces of the puzzle you want to value the most and how they all fit together so you can win on Sundays. And that's kind of what we're trying to do here for these teams and these fans is here's what your teams should do, and hopefully they're doing it. Uh, and so they fit these pieces together, and let's make it happen. So wanted to just talk about kind of just some of the biggest headlines, kind of listen to other shows to see which topics they're kind of talking about and, and what people are, are most interested in. And, you know, there's not that much going on at this time of the year, but we're setting up for, for a lot of big I- events coming. You know, we talked about the dates last week coming up, uh, free agency, franchise tag stuff. And, you know, a lot of people are talking about Dak. That's the big question. And I hear a lot of shows, you know, just saying like it's a foregone conclusion that that Dak's going to be paid by Dallas in some uh, some fashion, whether it's a franchise tag or or a long term contract. And I think there's just a huge. Uh, we talked last week about the there needs to be a QB correction. I think Dallas has the opportunity to show that. And Dak should not be a big piece of your puzzle. He, he really shouldn't. And the thing that always gets me, everyone talks about you have to pay Dak. Like, like have to is, like I said, it's only Russell Wilson and Patrick Mahomes. That, those are have to guys. Those are blank check guys. Everyone else, you, you don't have to pay anybody. And why would you be afraid to move off of Dak. Why? Look at the history of the salary cap era of these teams and what happens when you move off your quarterback. And these are big, big names, okay? I mean, like, the biggest one, I mean, you're like you're talking about, like, look at when Green Bay, who they move off of. Well, they moved off of Brett Favre around 2010, he was a legend there, one of the greatest quarterbacks ever. He was still playing great football. They moved off him, 
and they drafted Aaron Rodgers. A couple years later, they won the Super Bowl. They won the Super Bowl when Aaron Rodgers was on a rookie contract. Should they have been afraid? Do you think they regretted moving off of Brett Favre? You're telling me you can't move off of Dak Prescott? You're that afraid? You think he makes you that good? He's that big a piece of your puzzle? The Packers moved off of Brett Favre and two years later won a Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers on a rookie contract. How, how is it working out for Baltimore? They moved off of Joe Flacco. How's it working out for them? They got Lamar Jackson. He won an MVP this year. And they're a great team. Much better than they were in the last couple years with Flacco. How's it working out for them? How's it working out for uh, the Chiefs? What did the Chiefs do a couple weeks ago? Uh, they moved off of Alex Smith just two years ago. Alex Smith was a number one pick. He's a great player. They, they were winning... 12 games with him a year. Um, and was uh, was Andy Reid afraid to move off of Alex Smith? Was he scared? Alex Smith is a lot better than Dak. No, he moved off him. They brought in a rookie. He's on a rookie contract. He's cheap, and he's great. And they won the Super Bowl. Worked out great. Giants took him forever. We're going to talk about the Giants later. Took him forever to move off. Eli, what, it just he was playing terribly, but he, he's a legend there. He won two Super Bowls. Finally moved off him. Now you got a quarterback on a rookie contract. He looks pretty good, Daniel Jones. He's fine. They're fine. Their offense was fine. What about uh, the Seahawks? You know, Pete Carroll comes in. He's, he's rebooting the whole system. He's getting rid of everybody, replacing, getting all these young guys, all these young players, completely overturning their roster. And they knew they had to have a quarterback. They signed Matt Flynn to a huge contract at that time. And they drafted a guy named Russell Wilson. Was Pete Carroll afraid to move off Matt Flynn? No, he had no fear. You pick the best guy, and not only that, but the cheapest guy. He just he didn't even give Matt Flynn one start. It's Russell Wilson. We're going with him. We're not afraid. We're going to move off Matt Flynn, even though we paid him. Who cares? We knew Russell Wilson gave us the best opportunity to win. And a couple years later, his second year, they won the Super Bowl. How are they doing? Are they happy about that? What about when um, a few years back when Tony Romo got hurt and Dak took over for Romo? They went 13-3 and that year. Dak was a rookie. He was even worse than he is now. And that was their best season with him. I mean, they were forced to move off Romo, but it still worked out pretty well. So why now would you be afraid to move off Dak and stay young, stay cheap? Because that's been the proven formula. You can have... There's a balance. If if you have a quarterback who's so expensive and doesn't play up to that contract value, then you've got nothing. Whereas if you have a quarterback who's very cheap and he it's it's way more likely he's going to play up to the level of that contract, it's way more likely that Dak will play 
he exceeds, Dak exceeds the level of what he's getting paid right now very well. I mean, he's making, what, like a million, two million dollars this year. And he played well above that. You know, he had great stats, you know, he won games. But if you're telling me he's making 35 to 40 million, there's no way he's ever going to play up to the level of that contract. And really, in my mind, there's only two, maybe Drew Brees plays up to his level too, but Mahomes, Russell, they really play up to the level of contracts. Everyone else, it's it's too much money. Move off these guys. Vikings, just get a young guy. Bring a young guy in, young, cheap guy. It's not as hard to play quarterback as it used to be. It really isn't. We know that because all these young guys are coming in and being just fine. The college game is coming into the pro game, and these college guys, they step into the NFL much quicker, and they're picking things up much faster. Dallas, be careful. We're going to find out in the next couple weeks. We've been waiting to see, but Dallas, we're going to find out what kind of hit, what kind what they're made of, you know, for real. I mean, we've always thought we've known and we give Dallas a hard time, but this is really going to be where do they buckle to the outside pressure of the media and the fans and I think a lot of fans they they don't want a lot of Dallas fans I've heard they they want to move on from Dak as well. They're smart. And so it's just a matter of of whether they're going to do it or not. And um, we're we'll continue to talk about that. It's a big storyline, and it's it's telling. Dallas has a chance to set that market, recorrect the market, and that would be amazing if they could do that. People think that Dak's going to go on a free agency and and get paid a huge amount. Maybe he will just because of um, uh, people bargaining for him will drive up the price. It's possible, but I'll tell you, I wouldn't pay Dak. Uh, no way. So we'll see when he does if he does hit free agency for real what kind of price tag he commands. But I can't imagine people would be willing him to pay more than thirty million for him. So we'll see how that turns out. But that brings me to another quarterback situation that's been big in the news, big name. It's Tom Brady in New England. There's a lot of reporting going on. We don't really hear from Tom and Bill themselves, of course. Patriots keep things quiet, but there's a lot of speculation, a lot of sourcing of he said, she said, and um, the, you know, people close to the parties talking. You got to be careful what you listen to. You don't know the details unless it comes from these guys and you hear it from their mouths personally. But we can kind of go that and say that there is friction between these two guys, Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. I will tell you that from our perspective at Maximum Sports, I mean, Bill Belichick, he he really knows football. I think that's easy. Everyone knows that. And I wonder, it got me thinking, all this talk. Maybe all this time we thought Brady was offering a pay cut uh, You know, over the last most of Brady's career he 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 hasn't been one of the top paid guys he's been like mid-range in the league you know of paying uh maybe in reality it was Bill all along knowing Brady 
was a game manager within a system and being frugal Bill Belichick, he would never overpay for that. And so that really got me thinking, like, maybe Brady, all this time, he's just been a piece. Brady has been getting, I think, too emotional lately. I mean, he's 42, and he knows his clock is ticking, and that's causing him to maybe have these emotions of not being respected. I mean, but, you know, maybe he's lost some perspective of the reality of the NFL. And, I mean, you're not supposed to win the Super Bowl every year, every two years. I mean, he's had it pretty good. You know, he, he's been complaining about not having enough weapons. I mean, his team won 12 games this year. I, mean, I think most teams would take it, you know. Uh, he had the first or second best defense in the league. Um, they were allowing historic numbers on pass defense. It was an incredible defense this year that Bill put together. Um, you know, it didn't work out with Antonio Brown. Obviously, he was, uh, they didn't pay him, you know, but they brought him in and and Josh Gordon. All those blew up for them. Uh, they drafted Nikhil Harry in the first round. So, it, you know, if, if those guys, if Antonio Brown is in a head case and Josh Gordon can stay clean, uh, you got, the Patriots probably would have won the Super Bowl this year, honestly, if those weapons... And Nikhil Harry, first-round pick, if he was able to stay more healthy, I mean, with Edelman, they would have had great weapons. So it wasn't like Bill wasn't trying. And that's been Brady's big complaint, is that he doesn't have weapons. His offensive line, according to Pro Football Focus, was ranked 10th in the league. Uh, He's a guy who has to have an excellent offensive line. And what does that mean? It means we need to spend money even more on those linemen. They need to be a bigger piece of the puzzle because we know you can't escape pressure, Tom. And so it turns out that most teams, you know, sometimes fall back to the average in this league because that's how it's designed. You know, the the league elevates the bad teams. It brings down the good teams. And that's parity. And, you know, just because you lost in your first playoff game, you still, they got a first round bye. Uh, it was an incredible season. Still, many teams would take it. 12 wins. I would tell Tom Brady that the grass isn't greener anywhere else. It really isn't. You're 42, and now you're complaining? You feel disrespected by the greatest head coach of all time? I mean, maybe Bill knows something that we all don't really think about. Maybe all this time, Brady has been a piece of the puzzle, and to Bill, that piece isn't as big as we've thought. Maybe Brady, I mean, Brady is the most accomplished quarterback of all time, but there's definitely been plenty of guys who are more talented uh, guys who were bigger pieces of their team's puzzle. All this time, Brady wasn't giving the team a friendly discount, team-friendly discount. Bill was telling him he wasn't worth top dollar, maybe all this time. And here at Maximum Sports, 
Honestly, you look at it over time. I mean, Brady probably has never really been a blank check guy to me. And honestly, we side with Bill on this one. And so that's kind of where we stand with the Brady situation. I mean, he wants to go off and play for... Where else are you going to go? You're going to go to the... Who would you replace and be better than you would be with the Patriots? Who would, who has the best roster around you? You, you want to go play for the Niners? Okay, I mean, you probably have a great offense. It, they'd probably be great, but their their team's going to lose a bunch of players to cap casualties and all kinds of stuff. They're not going to be able to replace their weapons better than Bill Belichick would. You want to go to the Chiefs? No, no way. You can't run that offense like Mahomes can. You, you really can't. It's not designed for that. You have to be able to move in that offense like Mahomes does. You, you can't run that offense. You have to have a perfect offensive line. You want to go to the Colts? Okay, they got a ton of cap room. They have a great offensive line. I don't know how how well they'll run the ball. I don't know about their defense. I don't think you're going to have this, a top defense behind you anymore. Where, you want to go to the Raiders with John Gruden? The team that uh, is cheap and is uh, known to not even have money, barely, to pay guys. And they're going to Vegas. You're going to have to learn a whole new system when you're 42 years old. Brady, just stick with what you've got. Have some perspective. You've been to the Super Bowl half the years you've been in the league, which is 20 years. It's incredible. Just be happy. Be thankful. I don't care if practice isn't fun. I don't care if Bill is mean to you. You guys win. Just You only have to deal with it for six months a year. Just get over it. Go out there, play for the Patriots, and be a contender forever. You're 42. It, it's almost the end. Don't try to play somewhere else. You're going to get destroyed out there. And I know, you know people are going to say, Max, well, Tom Brady is one of the highest ranked players on your quarterback rankings. Definitely. But that's just because, I mean, he he still, he, he knows he's that smart where he knows defenses that well. Or I, if I was to win one game, I would take Brady over a ton of guys. It's who I would take over him. There's not many guys I would take over him. But that doesn't mean he can just go anywhere and be a piece of that 53-man puzzle and just win another championship. He works in New England. He works in that system. He's the perfect piece for that. And at his price tag, is perfect. He wants more money now at 42? No. Bill's still saying, dude, this is how much you're worth. This is how much you need to take. And so that's where we kind of stand with that. We, we pretty much side with Bill Belichick on this one. Um, I wanted to talk kind of about how things change in the NFL and, and how we have to change sometimes on our, the way we look at stuff. Um, you know, the Chiefs, back to the Super Bowl a little bit, the Chiefs won the Super Bowl, I was thinking, with, they, they won it with a pass-first offense. And it's it, like we talked about how they compare to the Golden State Warriors. I remember when the Warriors were coming up, it was like... they. I don't think they can win with just shooting threes all the time. And no one's ever really done that. And then 
they they just shot threes better than anyone's ever imagined they could. And the Chiefs are kind of similar where I, I didn't think a pass-first offense that really didn't run the ball hardly at all could and, and doesn't have a dominant defense. I mean, I didn't think they could really win it, and they did. You know, so it kind of go they they kind of go against my way of thinking of of formulating a team and i mean that goes to show like everything is is fluid in the nfl and you have to constantly be rechecking yourself and and your philosophies um you have to be able to look at new information that comes and and just make adjustments but also not overreacting to things that may just be outliers i mean the chiefs they beat it they beat the team with with a better run game and the better defense. And I, I just wouldn't have thought that would have happened. Even I did predict it to happen in this game because of who they were playing, the Niners. I didn't really believe in them as much. But normally I would take the better run game and the better defense more often than not. But uh, you have to be constantly kind of checking. And, and I think that we have to look at it in total, in totality, that it really was um, an outlier season. I don't think I would really change the way I think about it. If I had Mahomes, I probably would be a pass-first offense. But it doesn't work for everyone. I still, I wouldn't be a pass-first offense with Russell Wilson. I wouldn't be. It's it's about the run game, and it's about controlling the game that way. I think that gives you the highest probability of winning. And we'll see how the Chiefs go moving forward. They're going to need to run the ball better and control the game more as they pay Mahomes and they lose players here and there. And, and their roster's not going to be as formidable as it is now. It just can't be unless they got incredibly lucky drafting players. But we'll see as time goes on. You have to give it more time. Everything needs to bake a little bit. And, and then you can kind of restructure your philosophies if you have to. But I think... Run game, defense, still a way to go in the NFL. But the Chiefs are an outlier team, and and we'll see. Maybe Andy Reid can keep it going and keep winning in that way. Um, But we'll see. So getting into kind of the draft, draft prep teams this week, we got uh, talking Giants on the fourth pick, Dolphins on the fifth pick, and Chargers on the sixth pick. We got a little update on... Last week's episode, the Redskins did release Josh Norman, uh, the cornerback, like we said. Um, they should. So that was pretty cool to see something. Maybe they were, maybe the Redskins were listening. Maybe they were listening to the show. And they're like, hey, that's that's a good idea. And uh, <laughs> so, you know, he was the mo- uh, second most expensive corner in the league and um, definitely didn't play like it. And so, well done to Ron Rivera. He's making moves already. And it's the second time, actually, he's got rid of Josh Norman. He had him in uh, Carolina, too, and he got rid of him then. Norman was pissed then. He's probably still pissed now. But he has no right to be because he he hasn't played well. So, he's expensive, old, and not playing up to his contract. Easy choice. He's out. And that's what we said uh, on last week's episode. So hopefully the Redskins continue to do kind of clean house on those, uh, bigger contracts. I think, uh, with the giants, they're on the clock on the fourth pick and they've kind of are, are already set at quarterback. Um, 
Daniel Jones has looked pretty good. He's mobile. He can he can run around and he's young and cheap. Um, they actually had the 17th ranked O line, which is the next thing we kind of look at after the quarterback. Um, so they're kind of middle of the pack there. I guess they had poor play from their tackle positions, um, which are highly paid guys on their team. Nate Solder's actually making the most money at left tackle for them on their entire team. Uh, so they allowed the most pressures by any tackle, uh, duo in the league. So, uh, it's a, that's a tough choice because Nate Solder is supposed to be a great left tackle, but you know, you got to figure out if, if he's still worth that contract. I, I think you still stick with him, but that is, uh, that's something that your scouts self-scouting is going to have to decide, you know, his cap hit, uh, for this year is going to be, uh, 19 million. Um, and I, I got to see more from him on the, uh, on the next few seasons. I, I think, I think you probably give him another chance. Um, Mike Remmers is their right tackle and, yeah, they've allowed a lot of pressures, um, 57 pressures allowed, which is seven more than... The Solder has allowed 57 pressures, which is seven more than any other player in the league, and 97 pressures combined for the most of, for both of them together, Remmers and Solder. So you might have to look at those positions and, and make moves if you can find a, a guy in the draft and, and you can replace him. I, I just I don't know if you release Nate Solder quite yet. But that that's a tough decision to make. But you have to prioritize that line and make sure it's solid. They actually, the Giants have uh, good pieces on offense in place. Young, cheap pieces. I like uh, Saquon Barkley a lot. I think he's a good guy. Um, and he's cheap. You know, he's only making that. Well, he's making $8 because he was a top pick. But still, that that's that's decent. You're, you're not committed uh, super long term to a running back, you know that um, they've got Golden Tate at wide receiver making ten million. I'd release him. That's just that's too much money for him. Um, they they need to build up the defense. They need to spend money on the defense, defensive line. Um, they've got some okay players. Uh, I think they've got rid of uh, Janoris Jenkins, which was a good move, and. They just need to build up their defense a little bit. They got a new coach coming in. He's from the Patriots. He's probably going to be try to be like Belichick and be frugal, make the right moves. So that's um, I would probably with that fourth pick, I'd probably uh, try to trade down and, and get more value again. Uh, unless maybe maybe you take a lineman there. Maybe you take one of the top linemen and plug him in, or you could take. Uh, um, Maybe someone on the defensive line, someone in a a high value uh, defensive player, but you picked Dexter Lawrence last year on your D line. We'll see how he he turns out. He had an okay season, but that's that's the Giants pretty much for you. Uh, next is uh, the Dolphins, and um, it's amazing that the Dolphins uh, ended up actually picking fifth uh, as opposed to first. Because they, everyone, I mean, said they were had the worst roster ever. 
and uh, and they they really should because they they have the most salary cap space in the entire league. Uh, almost half of their cap is is free to go. Um, out of two hundred million, they're they're only spending uh, uh, hundred and hundred and ten million. So um, they have a lot of room to wiggle um, and make some moves. So you know they're paying Fitzpatrick eight million. They could probably move off of him. They have Josh Rosen. Um, you know, still around as maybe a backup. Um, yeah, their top paid guys are two uh, defensive backs, Xavier Howard and Rashad Jones. Um, Rashad Jones making fifteen million as a safety. That's a, that's a little high. I, I don't like paying your safety top market, but I'm not totally opposed to it. So I I could live with that. They still have so much money. They can do so many things. I think that. You really need a quarterback, and so I, I would probably pull the trigger and, and take a quarterback at that fifth spot, um, whether that's Tua from Alabama or Justin Herbert maybe from Oregon. Get a mobile guy. The thing about the Dolphins, they had the worst offensive line in the league. It's ranked dead last. and um, But I like what they're doing They've cleaned house a lot, got rid of some big-name guys over the last couple years, and their team is still playing really hard. And they uh, they won some games this year, even though they, they had hardly anyone. They beat the Patriots, which was just an amazing upset. So that tells me that the players like the coach, they believe in the coach, and they still are playing hard, even though a lot of people said they were tanking. So that, that says a lot about the Dolphins. Got to find a quarterback. That's uh, that's probably priority number one there. Um, Chargers, it's amazing to see that they're picking sixth. Um, they have the 20, 29th ranked offensive line. And that combined with having an immobile, older quarterback is just going to be a disaster. And Phillip Rivers was a disaster this year. He played terribly. Even though he's a legend there, they just moved off him. They're getting rid of him. And that that's pretty much telling of, of how your season's going to go. But otherwise, you know, they have a lot of talented players on their team. And it's kind of surprising um, to see them not not uh, win more games, you know. With, but it just comes down to if, you're, if your line is that bad, you can have, you know, Joey Bosa, Melvin Ingram, great pass rushers. Um, Keenan Allen's a great wide receiver. Um, you can have those Mike Williams, um, amazing weapons. Derwin James, big safety, great player, all pro player was hurt a lot of the year that hurt their defense a lot, but they've got some pieces that if they can find a quarterback, maybe it'll be Tom Brady. Maybe it'll be one of these rookies. They can be one of those teams that really, uh, turns things around quickly but you got to really fix that offensive line. One thing was uh, Russell Okung, their left tackle, was hurt most of the year. And if he can come back and play more games, that will help a lot at left tackle. They traded Laramie Tunsil. Um, or the, I'm sorry, that was the Dolphins. The, um, but the Chargers, they have Okung and, and you know a lot of talent. So hopefully if they can build 
their offensive lineup. Maybe they trade down a little bit. Maybe they try to get maybe they like a quarterback later in the first round. Um and they could maybe pick up a lineman earlier on. Um would help a lot. You know, just sometimes just one guy can solidify an offensive line and elevate it quite a bit. So that's the Chargers. I would trade I would probably trade down unless you can get unless there's a quarterback you love. That's what it comes down to pretty much is is scouting. And if you if you got a can't miss guy, then you can take him it's justifiable to take him that high, but Otherwise, I might trade down and or, or try to get a, a, a lineman higher in the draft. So we'll see what those teams do, um, and we'll look back and uh, and judge how they're how they're doing. So that's pretty much gonna be our show for today. I'm looking forward to next week. Um, we'll talk about more teams. And I hope all the fans of those teams are listening, and we will move forward. So. Um, we're having the off season now. It's a lot, lot of details, a lot of um, nuance, but it's fun to talk about, and it'll make it that much better when the actual season does come around, and we really know the ins and outs of these teams, and and it'll help us with our predictions, and it'll help us with our philosophy, and how to structure a team, and all that. So, looking forward to that. And I hope you guys are enjoying your week. Uh, Have a great week, and I'll, I'll see you next time. Thank you.